Welcome to another episode of The Big Question, presented by Friends in Film, a podcasting and in-depth look at specific movie-related question. On this episode, we will continue to rank the MC movies from worst to best, doing our top 10 rankings. As Elijah Miller's Cooper, this week I'm joined by Josh Straley. And to answer another big question on listeners' minds is no, at the end of last week's episode, I did not kill guest host <laughs> Colton Lichty. Um, we were able to work through our differences and make it to part two. Yeah, he, is, he is back. Work through our differences. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, we, we didn't. I'm back. I got to finish up a list, you know. You yeah. know me. L- Listy, Lichty, can't, point, yeah. yes, can't leave. Thus named <laughs> that, um, last week, which I think is fitting. Did I, is that okay if I yeah. call you that? I'd like to be known like that, actually. So Awesome. I might change my birth certificate. That'll be oh. his new birth certificate, his <laughs> hey. new Twitter handle. We'll get rid of Boo 88 <laughs> Go I to, just tweet lists all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> top 10, uh, you know, whatever it may be. <laughs> top 10 tires. <laughs> You're just like, who cares? <laughs> Wait, hear me out. New website. Lickdy's list. I like it. Dot com. It's, 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 a, it's probably I'll get available. You the domain name right now. <laughs> okay, please do. Nope, taken. Oh, it. damn. Oh, that's because I just got oh, it. Oh, you know what? Don't go to lickdy'slist.com. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Colton, what have you been doing before? No, uh, <laughs> this is definitely not Colton. No one should go there. Okay. Let's make sure to ban that okay. website, uh, erase Josh's history. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Swear FBI, it was not my fault. <laughs> I swear it was just a podcast idea. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, we're going to continue doing our uh, MCU rankings. If you guys follow us online, you probably saw us uh, the episode or heard of the episode last week. But Josh, if they don't already do that, how can they? That's a great question, Cooper. I'm glad that you brought this up. Oh, thank you. Uh, they can get at us on Twitter at Friends and Film. And if you're looking for part one of this two part big question, you can find that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. Spotify, or wherever your podcasts are. But if you can, on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. That'll ultimately help rank us, and then we're able to get more friends of the show. Yeah, we always want more friends. We do. We want them a lot, actually. Because um, we have, obviously, friend of the show, Colton. But if you guys listened to part one last week, we also have input on this MCU ranking through friend of the show, Amanda Morris, has been kind enough to give us her ranking with detailed explanations on uh, why she's put the movies where she did. So if you listened to part one, you probably heard some uh, wacky opinions, potentially, or some controversial ones that you're like, whoa, 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 that should not be this high on this list. But, you know, I think there's good explanations on all sides in that first discussion so we'll hope to continue that here starting off with our number 10 mcu movie the first avenger captain america the first avenger this one comes in at number 10 uh we all pretty much have it in the same ballpark i have it at 11 josh at 12 colton at 13 and amanda comes in at the highest point at number eight so uh i'll start with amanda saying basically uh it's steve rogers versus Toxic masculinity, uh, a.k.a. Peggy Carter, kicks a lot of butt. Uh, she wants to watch this movie all the time, and it was high up on her list up, up until the end of 2017, end of 2018, because of all the other greatness that came. Um, it's still a star, um, and I will never be able to get over baby Steve throwing up on, or throwing himself <laughs> on that grenade or how fully uh, fed up with Steve's lack of survival instinct Bucky is. So good. It was such a refreshing take on the genre, and I believe it's a big reason the MCU has the success it does. After Iron Man, Thor, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, we could have seen some very cookie-cutter things out of Marvel, but instead they told a story about sacrifices and bullies and fighting for what's right, even when you're told you can't. Awesome universe connections and letting us see Howard Stark and the beginnings of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. 
Um, and yeah, I think uh, Amanda's obviously higher on us, higher on this movie than all three of us are. But it is still something that I am. It's a movie that I feel like I am a defender of a lot mm-hmm. because I don't think this movie gets talked about enough of being in the in a nice upper tier of MC movies. It's more of like, oh yeah, you know, I like that first cat movie, but it's, I feel like it's largely forgotten as yeah, you know, it, it happened. It's fine. Your red skull is cool. And Peggy Carter, I like her. But other than that, like it's, it, it's not that special. And I think that I find it as one of the more rewatchable movies for me. Just maybe it's because Captain America is my favorite MCU character. I mm-hmm. think Chris Evans does such a good job uh, in the role. And that relationship between him and Peggy Carter is just so freaking good um Haley atwell absolutely deserved her agent carter spinoff the uh, agent carter one shot she got i wish they could just do so much more with her like if Endgame ends and she was brought to the future and now she's captain america <laughs> totally fine with it that'd <laughs> be, be awesome. awesome uh I would, he, uh, peggy carter has become captain america in recent comic book runs so i would love to see more of Haley atwell anyway i can get her and uh I think this movie does a really good job of setting them up, but also Red Skull starts his journey off, which obviously has big payoff in Avengers Infinity War as well, which was a huge surprise. Um, and it lays the foundation for Infinity Stones. Um, it's just, you know, America versus Nazis, that classic kind of uh, movie. And I think it's just a really nice, enjoyable time. Not a lot of flaws. Um, and I think if you're not, um, you know, like Amanda mentioned, like kind of loving Steve when he jumps on a grenade, you're just like, oh man. Like, yeah. Then you then this movie's just not for you. But if that movie like if that part is like you're standing up and cheering like yeah I love Steve then like this like exactly the movie you want for sure. And then to get kind of counterpoint too there with not counterpoint but go along with that the golden retriever attitude of Steve versus Tommy Lee Jones's notorious like <laughs> deadpan face like what do you want type of a thing like it, those two things um, running up against each mm-hmm. other are really great friction for the movie when you're looking for anything else outside of, you know, um, I don't know, like, like she just said, like Amanda said, like toxic, ma- toxic masculinity. Like I never even thought of that as an angle for this movie. And I think I like it more now mm-hmm. that I've even just like given that, Heard that concept, yeah. thought to project or not project onto it, but you know, that that's in there. Absolutely. I mean, it's the only Marvel movie with Stanley Tucci and you have huge to points for that. Credit for that. <laughs> anything with Stanley Tucci really. I mean, that, that speech, that he gives oh, so yes. good. And then even just when he, he just points at his heart, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, right. I love this. <laughs> yeah, second best speech of the whole thing right there. He didn't say anything, I know, but <laughs> point being. Um, and it's our only mo- Marvel movie where he's punching Nazis. Yeah. And really, nothing is more important today than punching Nazis, or at least, you know, you know idealistically it's punching never, it's Nazis. It's never been more timely. <laughs> yes, exactly. Somehow. Uh, you know, and that's and the rewatchability there. Uh, that alone is perfect. I'm not advocating violence. I just want that to be sure. Um, Unless you're Captain America. Exactly. Captain America is the only one who's allowed to punch Nazis. Mm. And Indiana Jones. Yeah, I was going to say. That, that's a great segue <laughs> into my right. It feels kind of like old school, kind of like how Indiana Jones kind of felt. Like it's got that vibe to it. And that's what I really liked about this too. And then um, I also really enjoy how they kind of play around with uh, – the character of Captain America before he actually becomes the hero that we know. Yeah, skinny Steve. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, just like even when he's when he gets the suit and he's oh, like yeah. selling the bonds, that whole like <laughs> montage is like yeah. really well done. I think I think they have a lot of fun with that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, overall, like just the the vibe that the movie gives off is kind of contagious. Um, and also just like the setting, World War Two. I kind of uh, 
sucker for that type of time period movies yeah. type thing. So like, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that aspect of it as well. And then yeah, you get Peggy and Steve's relationship, one of the best in the MCU. Yep. Mm-hmm. And in, oh, I mean, it doesn't end how you expect, even mm-hmm. though you get the post credits. It's got yeah, it's got a it's got probably one of the best endings to a Marvel movie that I. Yeah, for it's, me, it's got one of the most emotion or yeah, one of the more emotional. I, ones. I really like the way Thor one ends too, for whatever yeah, reason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's no. I will give. I'll just supersede you. We're gonna go and give Captain America the best ending for a Marvel movie medal. Okay, here it, you it's, go. It's happened. Friends and film certified it on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even yeah, even, I guess like even just when like it's too you know, late <laughs> the when when Peggy and Steve finally kiss and then like he's ready to jump on the plane and he kind of looks at Tommy Lee Jones and he's like, <laughs> well, go on, I'm not gonna kiss you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> just like it does such a good job of balancing the humor um, of changing kind of the tones a lot where you start off with skinny Steve and you, you're fighting bullying and he's fighting alleyways and stuff um, to then like his kind of charm just kind of seeping through there with like his early interactions with Peggy. Mm-hmm. And then we get into like you mentioned when he's selling the bonds and just like, all right, this is super just campy and just like what's going on here. Yeah. But like it still works with that movie. And right. the, so then when it but then when it transitions into caps a full on super soldier. You're like, yeah, but this still feels right. Mm-hmm. And when like, but when like he saves Bucky and that whole um, gang of soldiers, and they're like, let's hear for Captain America, and they're clapping. I'm like, yeah, yeah. like way <laughs> right. to go, Cap. Like you're the best. Or just like, I mean, like, and it still remains one of the best. I think the funniest parts of the movie though is where the kid gets tossed in the river by the Nazi spy, and you're like, <laughs> go save the kid. He's like, no, I can swim. Go get the bad yeah. guy. You're yeah. like, yeah, you're a good kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I think uh, um, Captain America: First Avenger. Very underrated, but I'm glad to see it crack mm-hmm. our top ten here. Um, and even I think it's mainly I don't think it's a thing about the movie in particular, more just like the ebbs and flows of other of the rankings overall. Yeah, Red Skull's not terribly exciting. I mean, I, I think Hugo Weaving does a nice job, kind of. He does his going all out, even though he hated the makeup. But yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think he's cool. Um, does a good job as the menace and. Uh, as I noted before we started recording, the Captain America trilogy, this is the first time we've mentioned it, so it is the only MCU trilogy that's completely in our top ten. Spoiler alert, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, just, I think it's a nice little tip of the hat to Captain America. So we'll start off then with our number nine, which actually kicked off the MCU Iron Man. The first movie comes in at number nine. Uh, this was one I kind of pains me a little bit. It's my number five MCU movie. But it just kind of trickled down a little bit. Josh had it at seven, Colton mm-hmm. had it at eight, and Amanda had it at nine. Um, she just said that it's the beginning of it all. Like, feels like a comic book come to life. RDJ is massive, messy, antagonistic ball of anxiety and good intentions, and I'm here for it. So, I think for me, it, the fact that it started it all on such a good note definitely plays a huge part for me and why I love it so much. Because if this movie is even just a smidge less of a success than it is, than it actually became, like, that could have major ramifications. Iron Man 2 probably doesn't happen as quick. Like right. RDJ may not be the cornerstone of an entire, um, you know, $18 billion universe. Like it is uh, crazy to think that John Favreau had to fight tooth and nail just for, you know, Downey to get cast in the first place. And now he's like, well, you, you can't get rid of him ever because mm-hmm. like, what do you have to pay him? $50 million, a hundred million dollars, a billion dollars. You do whatever you can to keep <laughs> RDJ around yeah. because he has become so synonymous with the character of Tony Stark. He has done such a good job. He is, bought, Stark. he is like, he is like, he may not have been Tony Stark in real life when this movie began, but because of the success of the MCU and of this movie, his career trajectory has literally made him become 
maybe outside of the tech wizardry of Tony Stark, mm-hmm. uh, he is the billionaire, you know, philanthropist, basically like real superhero. Like it is pretty crazy to see where this movie came from. Um, I love Obadiah Stane as the villain. I think he is yeah. really menacing. Um, he is, he kind of suffers maybe a little bit from that classic. Well, he's just the hero, but like, bad like yeah he has a giant iron man suit that and he's evil but he does such a good they do such a job of setting him up to slowly fall or not slowly fall on evil but like for his evil tendencies to be revealed as we go on uh that it's just i think a really yeah really he's like well a done. charismatic guy throughout pretty much I mean, so. he's jeff bridges yeah of so all like people. it's yeah it's easy and, and that's kind of how you know him as yeah, too and the you really don't get the sense of bad intentions from him until he's looking at, staring at the TV in that one scene. Right. When they're talking about, uh, I think they're talking about Tony, uh, just like after he gives his, uh, like stop, he announces that he's going to stop. Oh yeah. Making, uh, weapons. Oh, I, not I even, mean, not I know. I, I think my, my favorite is when he does the, uh, the neuralizer thing where he like totally, um, incapacitates Tony on the couch and he's just like standing over top of him mm-hmm. towering. Oh, I was just saying like, like the first time you like noticed that oh, there yeah. might be bad oh, intentions there. I didn't catch it until he goes out to the desert to pick up the oh. uh, Ironmonger suit really. Mm-hmm. The, and man, go ahead. Oh, no, you go. I was go just going to say like, you know, and then the there's a physicality to this Iron Man movie that mm-hmm. none of the other movies share. Iron Man 2 to an extent. But it's it's me being a Star Wars practical effect type, you know, ILM type nerd here about this. But it's like a real physical suit yeah. almost all the way through. For for the I mean, obviously outside of like the final battle. Yeah. Where like, you know, he's jumping around and flying and stuff. But right. other than that, yeah, like it's really our Robert Jr. in most of the suit, if not like, you know, it's yeah. not obviously that, that heavy, but like. Of course. It, it looks legit like yeah it's touched up with vfx and stuff but i i think that's i think that's another great point about the movie but it's just this idea of a rock star superhero mm-hmm. and we don't have that ever yeah this is like the first movie when it came out where he was like where you've everyone knows his secret identity right like, I well, by the movie, end i was yeah. like i remember my feelings walking out of it i was like so how are they going to do another one? Because everyone knows who he is now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. But even before that, though, his attitude to being Iron Man was sort of like, I'm Iron Man, yeah, but I'm also not going to like suddenly become a Christian Bale, Batman type distant figure like yeah. we'd kind of like really seen before. You know, um, Peter Parker in some ways, he's like, he, he grew up really mm-hmm. quick. So like, oh, he's an adult and he's kind of trying to be an adult and that's the struggle. But here it's like, oh, He's having fun with it, and he can like mm-hmm. you know jam out and like just the the billionaire aspect. And to also, it. he's kind of like the guy too, like where he's he's watching the news and he's like, they don't expect Tony Stark to show up, and he's like, oh really? Yeah. And then exactly. yeah, you know shows up to that <laughs> great Stan Lee cameo yeah. as well as you have. And then uh, yeah. I was gonna say that whole sequence where he comes in for the first time in his like full Iron Man suit and like saves that village. Yeah. That like the physicality of it, just like that's still something I haven't really seen too much of from Iron Man since then. Yeah. Well, it's not a knock on Iron Man because he's still got some great scenes, but just like when he just like punches the guy and he goes flipping through the air and then he just like shoots the guy into the wall, like yeah. stuff like that. It was just really cool to watch. Yeah, I mean that's something that's time. just been lost over time because you know 
as RDJ became more famous yeah. and more powerful in Hollywood, but also specifically with the MCU, you can be like, listen, I don't want to wear 50 pound suits every yeah. day. I yeah. want to wear a sweatshirt <laughs> and you can and, digitally create one around me. And that's probably better, better for it all. But, it makes um, more sense too, with his yeah. development of his like character, learning how to make suits better. Or, yeah. or, or just like, you know, like you, you don't want your actors to be uncomfortable or do whatever right. cases, but there's like an inspirational part to it. Um, that you're just like, yeah, these are people literally chiseling away at creating these suits, and you know it becomes mm-hmm. this entire franchise. Fr- yeah, entire franchise. Um, and I really, I mean, I can't think of any knocks against her why I would have it where I have it at seven <laughs> on my list. And honestly, we're kind of in flawless superhero. Yeah, we're we're in, we're getting into the upper echelons of uh, especially Marvel movies, but yeah, I think like in superhero movies Overall, in general. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I wish Iron Man was higher, but. Um, I think it's just one that maybe because it is so early, it's been so long. We've seen mm-hmm. it so many times. Um, maybe it's not like it has, it has its own visual style to it because it is, it feels lower budget because it is, it's not a $200 million blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe, I mean, maybe that's part of it other than like, I could see knocks against like the 10 rings aren't super developed and like, um, uh, like other than, yeah. but other than that, like I feel like everything else really well set up and then the post credit scene nails it all home for you. And you're right. just like, yeah <laughs> nick fury avengers let's do it and even though at that time i was like what's an avenger <laughs> yeah so uh time, we times are changing the tail end of that when we got early for another movie. <laughs> yeah it was like narnia or something probably yeah the uh real we watched it and we're just like we're uh, post-credit about. scene for iron man yeah i was like oh, oh i don't know about this <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah it's a great first movie great first installment of the mcu as a whole and we'll move on to our number eight which is Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, this one comes in here. This will actually not be a war between Josh and Colton. They both rank it at number five, so they're in complete agreement there. I have it at eight. And yep, uh, we've made up. <laughs> Amanda has it at ten, saying, uh, another surprising movie at the time. I remember crying, laughing in the theater, similar to Vision's appearance in Age of Ultron. I think Guardians is an example of how the MCU has used the success of more recognizable heroes to bring some less visible ones to life. The quirk, the colors, the music, the humor. This movie was unexpected and yet heartwarming with so many hints at wider things to come and uh yeah i mean it's it, i think this is a special movie because it uh it is i mean yeah, ant-man does a good job of being a heist movie but this is one where you're like fe- this one feels legitimately like a space opera it's uh it, it's it is much more comedic than i think anything else that came before in the mcu it is going into space which is something we hadn't seen a lot of at the mcu at this time so it really opened up a whole new realm for the u- universe to play with but also gave so many new fan favorite characters star lord gamora yeah. rocket drax groot nebula um mentions of thanos get to see him real quick the only thing i don't really like about this movie is the decision to kill ronin <laughs> like i thought he was such a good villain that i wanted him to still be around longer and so i'm glad to see he's coming back for captain marvel but i kind of wish that was a little um bit more fleshed out but other than that like i think the chemistry between all of them so good james gunn stepping in and injecting a new sense of uh, style and humor to them so was uh much needed at the time and i think it's really paid off as we move forward it's the first marvel movie where they let us cut loose mm-hmm. like just weirdly enough and it was also the first time i like i accepted a space movie too like star wars is space if you're not doing outer space like star wars i don't want i don't care about your outer space movie <laughs> and then i watch guardians of the galaxy and i'm like oh, no, outer space can be fun. It doesn't need to be serious or anything like that, you know, like fantasy-wise yeah. or science fiction. I guess technically Marvel is science fiction. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know, whatever the case is. But I, I just dug it so much. Quill had this Indiana Jones-like adventurer, but he's not professor. He's just a deadbeat, kind of like in a lot of ways. And like that was hilarious. And then, you know, the, of course the soundtrack it became the soundtrack of the summer. Hooked on a feeling, played across every iPod or iPhone. What did we, what did we use back then? I don't remember. Uh, Zoom, maybe? <laughs> yes. It wasn't that long ago, guys. Zoom HD. We didn't have... We had iPods. Yeah, iPod no. touches. I know. We had the yeah. iPhone, too, I think. I'm just yeah. trying to make a Guardians 2 reference with the Zoom. Uh, and yeah. come, on, oh, come on, come on. I see. Well, it was at the end of the first one, too. The Zoom? Yeah, because doesn't uh, he get it at the end mm-hmm. of the first the, one? No, he gets the Zoom from... Uh, Sean uh, oh yeah, and they had yeah, the for Sean Gunn, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's right. For, it was just because it was so dated, so that was part of <laughs> yeah. the joke. In the yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like American. Or, yeah, people on Earth use these. Yeah. Or Terra. Whatever the case is. So he's like, he wanted you to have it. But yeah. you just you meet a kooky cast of characters, and you're like, oh, maybe you don't have to set up a cinematic universe for all of these people, you know, to make <laughs> us feel good about them, or whatever the case is. Um, and th- like that clicked in my head. But it was a, at the same time though, um, it was just one of those ones where I was like. I'll see it because it's Marvel. But then I was like, no, I love it. And not just because it's Marvel, just because someone, James Gunn, wrote lovable characters, Mm -hmm. propelled Chris Pratt to the guy he is today. Um, And, you know, we have Groot. Yeah. And Rocket. And Rocket. Rocket is arguably, he's my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. But. I mean, yeah, and the way he grows going on Mm -hmm. from there. Can't wait to see what happens with the moving forward. Yeah, I actually have, I don't really have much else to I just echo what you guys said. Okay. It's, I got nothing against the movie <laughs> at all. I think it's easily, you know, if these other movies weren't so darn good, it'd be right up there. Yeah, like, gosh darn, gosh you dang know? you, Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's just and it's just so explicitly funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at the time, it was the most hilarious Marvel movie they'd ever done, mm-hmm. and it just you just you just felt the sense of, oh, we don't have to take superheroes seriously. Or, you know, like, even, like, remotely seriously, especially with this. And then, like, why Man of Sin was wacky. And you introduced this wonderful new world yeah. in outer space. Uh, but we move on to our number seven, which is Spider-Man Homecoming. Coming in at number seven here. Uh, I have it at six. Josh has it at nine. Yep. Colin, you have it the highest at four. And Amanda came in at five for this movie. So, Colin, Spider-Man Homecoming. He's in the MCU, and apparently it is great. Yes, it is. Man, it's it's. Can I just say it's tied with Spider-Man Two right now for me? For your you favorite? Know, yeah, you know MCU. how much I love the Raimi ones. Well, I do. The first two, I do. anyway. Um, and maybe Spider Verse will be in contention for that. Yeah, I hopefully. But yeah, um, by this point we'll know. That's when true. This <laughs> episode comes out, but yeah, Homecoming. It just. I don't. It's everything I wanted and more. Just the the tone they went with with the whole high school comedy. Um, on top of that, the villain was really fleshed out. I thought oh, like yeah. Michael Keaton was fantastic. Yep. I still that's like one of, one of my favorite scenes in all Marvel movies is still the scene where he's like driving uh, Peter oh, Parker yeah, to yeah. prom, <laughs> and it, just the awkwardness of the whole situation. And then when he pulls the gun on him, it's just like, yes. that scene is so well done. And it's not even an action scene in a Marvel no. movie, and it's like one of the top ones. You it know, is, it is the mm-hmm. most um, tense scene. Of yeah, MCU, yeah, for it, sure. I think it, yeah, the only knock on the movie really is like I think you've mentioned this before, but like the uh, the action could have been better. Yeah, but like that's not something I Ooh. thought about while I was watching it until after I was just like, oh yeah, I mean I guess it could have been, but that's not really like I'm not going to knock the movie for that. It had like all of the great character moments that I wanted. Mm-hmm. It had some great comedy, just the vibe mm-hmm. of the movie, yeah. like the 
the last scene of the movie, and then it just cuts to the, the, way, <laughs> cuts the credits yeah. with us. What the? <laughs> oh, man. From Ant-Man. I still yeah. wish that was, like, the one F-bomb the MCU yeah. got. Yeah, <laughs> just, oh, man. I, like, go back and rewatching this. I still enjoy every second of yeah. it. Um, I love how they show, like, they just put Spider-Man in situations he'd never been in before, like, locked in that one uh, vault in Washington, D.C. Right, right. Uh, just, like, running through the park because he doesn't have a tree to swing <laughs> on, you know? Yes. Just, like, stuff like that. Oh, and man. then just, like, you actually get to see, like, more so than Raimi's first Spider-Man, you get to see him in high school mm-hmm. yep. and, like, interacting with other kids. And, like, he right. actually feels, like, legit. Yeah. Like, he's actually that age. Well, because he's not 30 years yeah. old. <laughs> exactly. A 19-year-old so, or whatever. I mean, just, yeah, it hits all the beats I wanted it to. And, like really satisfied with it right i mean you mentioned like, that the car scene may be the most tense scene in the mcu mm-hmm. i think the moment where uh peter goes up to liz's door and Mike oh yeah where opens, he, that's like is, the best twist is yeah. uh, is, is, so a, is a top yeah. three uh mcu twist for sure yeah. uh, it is it is like i just remember being absolutely shocked when it happened, like I and like, like there were like rumors that maybe yeah. he was a parent to somebody, but I was just like, and this is like I was a, afraid you were gonna know it. This is like yeah. a children's tie-in book. Like there's no way like they know it, and like it mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. And I was just like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. real. <laughs> this right. is amazing. It, and then like the whole thing that plays out, like yes, we get the car scene, but also Peter's reaction where mm-hmm. he doesn't know what to do. He's just right. like, uh, <laughs> it's, and it's like, all right, let's come take a picture. And he's just like staring at him. At him. Like, <laughs> it's a stroke of genius to take that, the awkwardness of arriving at front someone's front door for prom. Yes. And turning it into, Oh, it's, it's, it's because the dad is literally a supervillain. Yeah. And well, <laughs> Peter knows it. And you know, he's a, uh, that guy is about the villain's name. Vulture. Vulture is about to know. I was trying to look for his actual name. Oh, it's Adrian Toomes. Adrian Toomes. Thank you. Adrian's about to like you know find out, and like the the awkward questioning and all yeah. of that comes from him trying to like suss out is this actually Spider-Man? Right. And well, then like the the joke of pulling a gun on the date to your daughter's prom yeah. <laughs> goes down, but in a completely different context, and I just think that's like so clever well it's a, it's a great way to do the classic you know comic book thing but it's also very prevalent with spider-man is that he is somehow tied with a lot of his villains it is a great way to flip that where it's not like oh well it's his uncle or it's his teacher it's like oh it's his girlfriend's dad that he never met yeah and it's just like man like it it, it felt like one of those twists that in maybe other hands or other movies it'd be like ah like Come on, that, that mm-hmm. that's dumb. But it's executed to a T, mm-hmm. where like it is so shocking and Never so well done. And no, you're just like, oh, like whatever. I mean, like, he had a, it wasn't really even his girlfriend. He just had a crush on her, right? And then like he's like, you know, he's obsessing over the, over the whole movie, right? And, and then, then like, he gets his shot, and he just yeah. can't think of anything else but like her dad. <laughs> I fought her dad before. <laughs> yeah, and like that's just like that's the perfect encapsulation of just like the awkwardness, but the teenagery aspect that this movie gets right. Mm-hmm. And then also it uses it feels blitz, real. Yeah, yeah it, in Blitzkrieg Bop, you know, gets <laughs> yeah. dropped in there for a montage, and we'd been missing that. And I love that song. It's a bop. It is a bop. Um, but, you know, and but it just becomes that perfect Peter Parker. The Andrew Garfield one was a little bit too – it was it was emotional, but it, it was just kind of bounced around between like, okay, but I really don't feel like Andrew Garfield, 30 years old, is 
doing great yeah. as a kid. Or it's like, I don't feel like you'd be an unpopular kid. <laughs> yeah, like, you're pretty cool. But yeah. this Tom Holland sweater vest wearing kid, like, oh, yeah, definitely. You you may have some friends, but at the same time, right. it's like you know. no, And, like, Jacob out alone is Ned Yeah, Leeds, I was going to say Ned. So we got to talk good. about him, too. Uh, the computer yeah. guy, like, man, like, that the dynamic. The yeah, the guy in the chair. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just so, really, everything about this movie is so well done. And my only critique is the action. So, like, I think the, the, um, the fairy scene, well done. The plane scene, well done. But I just need, I just wanted something else. I needed that extra gear to kick in. Like sure. I, we don't get to see Spidey actually swing around anywhere. Like I wish maybe that would have happened. But um, as far as a story can go, like I feel like they really, really nailed it. Um, going all over from New York to Washington D.C. to um, everything. Almost though, because it's just too desperate to make sure you know that Peter Parker is in the MCU. Sony, I mean the the right ends of Iron Man is just so much. I like kind of like the you're a, you're a baby Avenger attitude, but I think even more even more fun would be just be kicking him out of the car and being like, "All right, be careful," and then driving off. I feel like that's more of a Tony Stark than him. Like, oh, I got to co-manage this kid. In New yeah, York. I but I think the only reason that may not be a critique for me is like you know in the lead up to the movie, it's like, all right, is this spy- responsible? Is for this him, you know? spy- well, but like in the marketing of it, it's like. All right, is this Spider-Man Homecoming or Iron Man Homecoming? Because yeah. he is—he was all over the trailers. He was all over the posters. Obviously so. Thing, yeah, yeah, it's like they want to show, hey, look, 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 like you mentioned, this is MCU. But when you get to the movie itself, he's only in the three scenes. Mm-hmm. So it's like... But he bails him or, out. Or four. I guess he's there um, electronically sure. <laughs> at one. But it's just like it, he's not in the movie a lot. Like Instead, it's like him. It's like Peter and Happy. And I think Happy is so good in this movie. Um like I, well, but Happy's the one like declining his calls, and we just get Iron Yeah, Man but then like, like the scene where he's like in the restroom, he's like, oh yeah, yeah. been waiting here the for, for so long. <laughs> right. The one, the one kid just like walks out and just like gives him mm-hmm. like these weird looks. I'm like, it does a lot of a lot Weird of things right. Yeah. yeah. So, but no, I, like, I, I mean, I, I think that's fair. How Iron Man ties into it too, like with the whole suit, where he gives him the suit. I like that too because you get to see like him play around with like all those new gadgets he's got like yes. i mean the stuff we're familiar with and like if you've into spider-man at all in the past played the games like you got the web bombs and stuff mm-hmm. like that he gets to kind of play around with that but because of the suit so i kind of but then we also get like too. the intimidation mode where he uses yeah. like donald glover or yeah. <laughs> instant kill and he's like no 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> like they, they, they do kill. they do a lot of good yeah. things to make him still feel like spider-man but also change things up enough um, you give it a little bit of a modern edge, like he's playing around with a new iPhone and right. getting into trouble with it. So uh, we'll move on to our Did number. You say what Amanda said about it. Oh, uh, yeah. I just want to know. Oh, I she said because she had it at six. Or no, uh, she had it five. So she said, uh, another film that feels so real, beginning the movie right out in the aftermath of Avengers, was a stellar move. I agree. That was very clever tie-in with uh, Tombs being like a sca- scavenger. Oh, yes, um, that was very cool. Um, she went on to say, it feels connected to the universe in a sort of quirkier, more tangible way than, say, a film like Doctor Strange or Winter Soldier. Tom Holland is brilliant casting. The humor and the pace of the movie brought some freshness to the universe and the angst we all felt leading up to the follow, leading up to and following Civil War. And it felt like a comic book in all the best ways. And, yeah, I don't think we praised Tom Holland enough for his performance here. He is no. arguably the best Spider-Man um, we've ever seen. And, uh, yeah. So we'll move on to our number sixth, which is Black Panther came out earlier this year and has already cemented itself as one of the top tier MCU movies. Um, I had it at number seven. Colin had it at nine. Amanda had it at six. 
But Josh, it is your number two. Oh, yeah, this kind of pains me a little bit yeah? to see because it's the movie with the most style, the most unique setting, and the hands down best cast without it being a superhero team up film. Okay. Because I mean, like, yeah, yeah like, like Avengers a, is the best cast. Right, like, Infinity War is the best yeah. cast because it literally includes everyone. <laughs> it does in this everybody movie plus as, everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the best. I mean, like, listen, Ryan. Not all Avengers movies were bland, but they all felt shot the same way. They all felt like, yeah, they do. I mean, even you can. Yeah. Nah, Avengers like is shot like uh, a. <clears throat> Man in Joss Whedon that's getting a giant budget and isn't totally maybe sure what to do with it. Age of Ultron is way more uh, stylized, and then the Russos, I think, do their own thing with Infinity War. Yeah, but largely they're dealing with, you know, uh, visual effects and things like sure. that. But it doesn't feel like you can look at that and say, that's a director. When you put on Black Panther you know it's Ryan Cooper. Yeah, that's true. You know, there's a, especially when we're getting all of these epic fighting scenes that feel hand-to-hand, that feel real. The battle between Killmonger and Chadwick Boseman is so cool, especially because they do go handheld, and we mm-hmm. don't get that ever in Marvel movies. I don't think we do. Maybe once or twice, but certainly not in fight scenes. And it felt like it in Winter Soldier. Yeah, I feel like the Russos probably went handheld in Winter Soldier. Okay, I do know Gun James Gunn went handheld a little bit too. But it feels but, like it. Okay, but we you know something yeah, yeah, different yeah. is happening here, yeah. and it's fun and it's special, and you know you can't say enough about Michael B. Jordan's villain Killmonger, and you can't say enough about Denai Guerrero's. Okoye. I mean, Daniel Kaluuya is in this movie and turns in like a terrific performance for like be a tenth screen time of like ten minutes or so. Yeah. And you're like, I do not want to mess with that dude, even though he gets taken down pretty easily or whatever the case is. But you know, and then you you, you meet Shuri, Letitia Wright, someone whose name so I never heard before, and you're like, these are people I want to hang out with. Like these are people I want to know. And it's just the the, the same kind of like cavalier attitude with Tony Stark's Iron Man technology in some ways, mm-hmm. but it's brought to him with the vibranium and this whole world that feels, you know, like it's, it's almost like a dreamscape in a lot of ways that we've, that's just been just beyond our reach, but there it is. And it's alive and bustling mm-hmm. and carved right out into a place where we thought, Oh, we have to go to outer space now because there's nothing left on earth. And then Ryan Coogler and the team come in and then, just turn it into this. I mean, there's Forrest Whitaker and Angela Bassett yeah. in this movie. Winston Duke, we've talked, we've talked about all so the time. Good. Martin Freeman has enough time to pop in for a little bit and be cute, as well as Andy yeah. Serkis, who is singing some song. Yeah, you got to oh, get a SoundCloud link. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just baby, don't hurt me. Yeah, exactly. All of that is so fun. I mean, but you know, if you weren't crying when Sterling K. Brown was on screen. You know, lift Michael B. Jordan and like listening to that, and you're like, ah, oh, that right there. Or just there. the dynamic at the end yes. after the fight scene. Absolutely, mm-hmm. watching him see that sunset, yeah. and that's a great full circle. And, and you know, I Black Panther is so so good. There's so many more things I can say about mm-hmm. it. I know you guys will, <laughs> but I just need to know why not number two. 
I think for me, I don't. It, it, I probably would never get to number two. Um, Do you guys have it, an Avengers bias or number one, two, three, like all n- Avengers? No, movies? I. I mean, they, hey, my top three are all cemented in, but like, yeah, you can go on. But. I I think for me, the the one part about Black Panther that I didn't necessarily notice the first time around. Like the first time I watched Black Panther, I was like, this movie is incredible, and okay. I still think it's incredible. Sure, but it is. The the talk of the movie is Michael B. Jordan. It is mm-hmm. Killmonger. It is he is so good, but there is like a thirty minute period in the middle of the movie where like he's not around. Yeah, and I I, I felt that when I watched it, you know, on repeat mm-hmm. viewings, and um, I felt it the first time I watched it. Also, like I I thought Chadwick Boseman in Civil War comes in steals the show. Yeah, as Black Panther as T'Challa, he gets such a good performance, and he does as well here. But Black Panther is also dealing with setting up Wakanda. It's dealing with all these amazing characters and cast of people that you mentioned. And I feel like T'Challa kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. And little it's bit. it's not it's not a huge detriment where I'm like, oh, this movie sucks because I don't get enough T'Challa. But I I wish he got a little more time to shine. Sure, but I mean to not to say, oh, T'Challa is second fiddle to a super super great, you know, Michael B. Jordan, who's arguably going to be the better actor from henceforward. <laughs> But you know this that's that's kind of like small right potatoes. no, and I mean like this is uh you know it's my number seven, but it's not like you know I have this movie coming in at fourteen like this is like not to say that all these movies are interchangeable because I think there is some raking for me that will always kind of mm-hmm. stay the same um I do think that this is though like a movie that is right on the edge of breaking in there. Maybe as I see it more and I get more invested in it, uh, it can move up there. But I do think it does such a good job of introducing Wakanda, Shuri, um, setting up all the different clans. I just think I Mm -hmm. needed – I don't know if I even needed – I just needed a little maybe more of a focus on T'Challa or maybe don't have – your main villain just like leave for 30 minutes kind of inexplicably like he could have been in korea at that battle and he just isn't like he could have been like at different points in the movie and he's just kind of not um and like that's totally fine like i like i like circus i like his version of claw i think he's he's fun mm-hmm. and weird in this movie yeah um really goes for it but it's it's really when michael B. jordan's killmonger is there you're we like man this movie is just rocking it is going on all cylinders and it just it doesn't it can't hold that for two twenty. Colton, <laughs> Cooper, I can't hear Cooper's arguments over the sound of Kendrick Lamar's Black Panther album Grammy nominations. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, not only yeah, the soundtrack is the great, movie. but also the uh, the actual score of the movie is like one of the most unique and best we've gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I will say that. Why have it at number nine? I don't. I just like these other ones better. That's there. Yeah. I don't really have too much of a knock against Black Panther. I think. Um, I mean, there's some aspects that don't hold up as well in repeat viewings. Which uh, one? Mostly just being the VFX, but yeah, I mean that's like that's if not, I had to be total. Yeah. I don't want to sit there and be one. like, "Oh, CGI's bad." When but. we get to the vibranium stuff, right? Like, like Marvel's like the, gotten a little cheap on them. The, this but is, I I love the uh, one take they do in the casino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the whole yeah, scene's it's great. one take, but yeah. it's so it's so. Well I mean, stitched. it looks it looks yeah good enough to pull it off. But. Yeah, you can see where the stitches are, but. But yeah, I mean, I like just sitting here right now trying to think of a flaw. It's pretty difficult because it's a great movie, right? Like that's so, like that's like yeah. the thing. Like at this point in the MCU and like in, in our ranking, like not, not not these are interchangeable, but these are 
movies that I love, and you're saying, "Well, how come you don't you love don't it love as it as much as, as me?" I do. Yeah, it and it's it's like of, you know, I we, there's there's going to be movies as we I move up you. this list the that thing, I could ask you the same thing, and like I don't know if there would I'm be watching, as much. If it's, when I'm re- rewatching this, I've noticed that Black Panther kind of feels longer, and I know it is a long movie, but. That like when I when I have Black Panther or one of these other ones that's above on my list. Which one do I want to watch more? It's I'm gonna choose the other one for whatever reason. Okay. It's just okay. I like I might change in the future when I see these other movies too many times. But you know, like I've seen Black Panther like five times now. Yeah. Yeah. Still still enjoy watching it. You know, I don't really have too many knocks against the movie. Okay. So yeah. What did Amanda have to say? Uh, Amanda said uh, she's put it in at number six. She said disclaimer. This is probably objectively, if not the best, then top two or three MC movies. It's this far down on my rankings only because of personal reasons that others are going to be at the top of my list. So it's basically the same thing me and Colton are saying. Yeah. It's, it, this doesn't yet potentially have the uh, as much of an impact on her. Which, yeah, do you think? Th- do which, I think this movie's better made than, like, say, Spider-Man: Homecoming? Sure. Okay. I just, as long as you're willing to admit right, that, like, I'm, I'll take my I ball just, and go uh, home. It's just, or wait, no, I'll stay with the ball. <laughs> I mean, like, for example, like Shawshank Redemption. Is that one of the greatest movies of all time? Yes, it is. Would I rank maybe 10 movies above it? Probably, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, I, th- I, think that, I think that's fair. Like, you know, like a movie like Godfather or Citizen Kane or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, those uh, movies are potential technical masterpieces. But, like, am I going to say it's my favorite, either of my favorite movies of all time? No, <laughs> just because right. that's all just right. not who I am. That's not movies I watch all the time. Like, uh, and then with this re- with this ranking of movies that we've grow kind of grown up with for the last ten years, mm-hmm. um, rewatchability can become a big part of it. And mm-hmm. I think right now it's just maybe something that's like you know I don't have as much of a uh, a stake in Black Panther, and uh, maybe I'll, maybe that will grow as time goes on. But I mean, right now it's saying it is number. Seven out of twenty movies, which um, is pretty, I think, high up there. And like, there, like depending on the day, I, I got gotcha, you. You could gotcha. you could switch Black Panther and Homecoming on my list, and I would yeah, yeah, yeah. move it up to six you or are, something. You have you have you have defended yourself aptly. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm I mean, not mad. Other things Amanda likes. I mean, she Kugla knocked out of the park. Killmonger, the uh, complex, moving, ambitious film. Uh, the strong women she she loved as well, um, and that she loved that Wakanda is vibrant in a way that both internationally honors the countries, uh, or intentionally honors the countries of Africa, and echoes the comic roots of the stories. It has a message without preaching. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's you could I would say it's like the most complex um, story that says yeah. the most. So she the message is in right. The, the message is in the villain. It's like whole drive yeah like it's just the way he goes about it's, doing it I would love, that's what's so great about it i would is love the, to talk at length about yeah. that choice by ryan coogler but all right we got it we got a we, list here we do we? we do have a list we need to move on <laughs> i think we've talked about uh, it in the past but yeah it's just so great this is like it is minutes here. it is uh, but that will be the end of this episode of the big question part two of our mcu rankings uh we'll be back next week with our third part of this but in the meantime if you enjoyed it please subscribe share reach and more plus our tunes give us a five star view with comments that's why it goes into the show um but in the meantime just enjoy this episode we'll be back next week with part three see you later